0: Hello and welcome back and I've got a question for you today. My question is, do you want to start journaling but get stopped because you never have enough time? Now if that sounds like you then you are in the perfect place because I recorded this episode just for you. Here's the thing, we all get given the same number of minutes into our time bank each day. Each day, you're replenished with 1,440 minutes to use as you please, just like everyone else. Meaning, it's not the amount of time you have that determines the life you live. Instead, it's how you choose to use your valuable minutes. So, blaming lack of time is actually a convenient excuse because the truth is, if you want something enough, you will find a way. You'll either juggle your priorities, you'll work smarter to create more space, Or you'll give procrastination the cold shoulder so you don't needlessly squander time. And with journaling, you don't need hours and hours each day to tap into the multitude of benefits this practice has to offer. Instead, you can get powerful results and compound those results in as little as 10 minutes a day. And don't tell me you don't have 10 minutes to spare. So keep listening because I'm going to share some powerful tips that will make it really easy for you to weave a regular journaling practice into your busy life without compromising all the other important things you choose to prioritize so let's kick straight off with tip 1 which is all about creating journaling boundaries and this is something i do personally and it helps me a lot and it's very simple i simply invite myself to journal for one page each day and i set myself that space limit and suddenly the journaling doesn't feel quite so intimidating because it's actually quite easy to fill a space of one page and You can do the same with a time limit. For example, Finian Kelly, who I interviewed in episode 19, he sets his timer for eight minutes and 20 seconds, which is the length of time it takes for sunlight to reach the earth. And he'll journal for that specific amount of time. And what's really powerful about these boundaries is they give you a tangible endpoint. Like, you know in advance when you have permission, and I say that in inverted commas, when you have permission to stop. And in turn, you'll find it easier to focus on the task at hand and just focus on getting your heart and mind onto the paper. And you can support the creation of these boundaries with a habit tracker. So, habit trackers are are a really useful way to help you embed a good habit that you want to make stick. And all you need to do is you basically reward yourself with a tick or a check each time you complete your practice. And that check actually releases a shot of dopamine. It's a reward which makes you feel accomplished. And because you feel accomplished, you feel inspired to keep going. But it gets better because pretty soon you'll create a winning streak and eventually it will be more painful to break the chain of wins than it is to carve out space in your day to journal. So try this one. It's a a really powerful one. And the second tip I'm going to share now is one that is going to be really supportive and complementary of your journaling boundaries. And that is this idea of stacking journaling into an existing routine. Now, if you're able to tap journaling into a routine that you already do, you're gonna find it a lot easier to get those inner words onto the blank page. For example, I write my page after I finish the school run and before I start my work. So completion of the school run is my trigger that it's time to start journaling. And because I have this trigger and I know where journaling fits into my day, it's much easier to get that habit onto autopilot it's the same thing as, you know, I don't need to think about cleaning my teeth or making my bed. They're just part of my routines. They're things I do on autopilot. So they happen. And this is the benefit of getting that journaling habit onto autopilot. It just becomes second nature. It becomes part of your identity. And the things you do automatically, they do take less energy and they Demand less bandwidth because you don't need to force yourself. You don't need to remind yourself. You don't need to overcome that inertia of getting started. You just do them. And the plus side is once you've done the journaling habit and you've got some benefit from it, it actually fills your tank. It, it makes you feel fuller. It gives you more focus and enthusiasm and energy for all the other things in your life that are going to demand your focus. So I encourage you to take a look at your own life. Have a think about where you can start journaling into your day to make it a no-brainer that your words are going to get captured. Maybe you add it to your morning routine, maybe it's your evening routine, maybe it's something you do after lunch. Just play with an existing routine because then you've got an automatic trigger that is going to give you the nudge to get that journaling piece done. Now, tip three is all about making your journaling easy. Now, I know a lot of people get put off journaling because they say they can't write and I hear you and I'm grateful that writing is something that I can find so much pleasure in. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't journal because I love to write. I journal because of the way it deepens my relationship with myself. I journal because it helps me to process my emotions, to extract the lessons that life is teaching me. Journaling helps me figure stuff out and ultimately it helps me to become my best self. Now, you don't need to be a great writer to extract those kind of benefits from your journal. Because it's not how well you write that counts. It's the substance and the essence and the intention that you infuse into your journal. If you take into your journal this intention and this desire to unlock yourself, not about writing well, to unlock yourself, then you're going to get loads of value from it. So what I encourage you to do if writing is a kind of block, if you feel resistance about writing do anything you can to take the pressure off the writing bit. Like For example, just write bullet points or lists. You don't have to go in for full sentences and paragraphs. It doesn't have to be poetic. It doesn't have to be like this A-star writing. None of that. Just the essence of the, the thoughts. You can try mind mapping, doing diagrams and doodles. Just anything that extracts what's inside and gets it outside of yourself. And you can even just capture the key points. You don't have to go for the whole story. Just the key points are enough. Because what I found about journaling, it is a present moment ritual. Like sometimes I do go back and read what I've written, but actually that's less and less frequent. You don't have to go back and read what you've written to get value from what you wrote. (laughs) Although you can if you choose. Actually, the value of journaling comes from the processing, which happens in the moment. It comes from what you unlock. It comes from the new trains of thought that are possible because your journal has helped you clear space. It has helped you create closure. Maybe it's unleashed some new ideas. Journaling is just the tool. It's this access point into you. It's a way to untap yourself and unleash yourself. And that all happens in the moment that you're sitting with yourself and your journal. So the key takeaway for this third tip is the intention behind your writing actually matters more than the quality of the writing itself. So just bear that that in mind if you're someone who's kind of, is really hard on yourself about writing and you're using that as a barrier to getting to journaling. It really doesn't need to be. So step four or tip four is all about time-saving techniques. And I'm going to share with you some journaling practices right now that you can get results from really quickly. If you're not in the mood for a full-on deep dive into something really complex, you can use each of these practices and extract something powerful fast. So the first one is gratitude journaling. You can use your journal in the morning, in the evenings, to switch on elevated emotions simply by writing down what you're grateful for and why. And I recorded a whole episode about this. So episode 37 is the one to check out if you want to know more about the power of gratitude journaling and why it works so well. Another one is reflective journaling. Just take 10 minutes to list out your key takeaways from today or from yesterday or from last week or from last month or from last year or from last decade. But you're going to find that focusing your thoughts in a specific time frame is going to help you extract a lot of good stuff. And again, fast. Another one is to theme. So think about a word you're growing into or a word you're leaving behind. And this is a great practice to do on an annual basis. for example. And if you check out episode 37, sorry, if you check out episode 33, I show you how to create a theme word for the year. But that same pr- process can apply for the next month or the next week, whatever time scale you choose. And then finally, prompts, like journaling prompts, they're great. Because if you don't know what to write about, you can kickstart your thinking with a prompt and then quicken that process of getting down to the writing and the extraction So I love Charles Hannell's quote about questions being like spiritual searchlights. And this is what happens. If you ask yourself a question, you're going to guide your minds down a certain train of thought. And because of the process of instinctive elaboration, you will come up with some answers to whatever question you posed. In other words, a prompt is always going to extract some powerful wisdom from you, some wisdom that is unique for you, unique to you, that you can use to inform your goals, to empower your life, to empower yourself. And that's why I include prompts in every episode, because I don't want not knowing what to say to be the reason your journal stays blank. It doesn't need to be. And then finally, tip five is all about quitting the need for perfection, which again can be another one that really gets in our way and creates a lot of resistance. But I want to remind you that perfectionism It's just another form of procrastination. And perfection is most definitely not the goal for your journal. Your goal is to extract your essence. It's to consolidate your life lessons and your learnings so that you can grow and evolve into your best self, whatever that means to you. So here's your permission. Tell the grammar and type of piece to go away. They are not needed inside your journal. The red pen can go away. The English teacher is whispering on your ear. They're not needed either. Like, don't waste time trying to find the right word as well. Like, just write however things flow. And importantly, like, shut the door on the inner critic. Shut the door. Like, just allow your thoughts and ideas to flow without judgment, or without criticism. remind yourself that anything goes in your journal. Like, your journal can hold anything. It's that powerful. And here's here's a cool thing: when you're free to write without judgment you'll get out of your own way. You won't doubt the value of what you have to say. And in turn, you'll create the space for more of your genius ideas to show up. So I want to remind you that journaling is an incredible self-improvement practice. It's going to sharpen your sense of self-awareness. It will reveal parts of yourself you didn't even know existed. It will help you get the life lessons faster, therefore reducing the likelihood that you'll needlessly repeat mistakes it's going to make you more creative and intuitive. And perhaps most importantly, it will deepen and strengthen the relationship you have with yourself, which in my opinion is the most important relationship. You're ever going to have the, the privilege and the pleasure of cultivating. So please don't let busyness be the reason you push off all the benefits that you can extract from a, a regular journaling practice. Instead, Leverage the five tips I've just shared to make journaling one of your non-negotiables and you won't regret it. And if you're still on the fence about how valuable journaling can be for you, then dive into this week's journaling prompt, which is this. How do you imagine a regular journaling practice will change your life? How do you imagine a regular journaling practice will change your life? Now, as always, you'll find the prompt available in the show notes. You can download and use in your own time. And there you have it. That's five, my five journaling tips for busy people shared today to help you integrate this magical practice into your life. But now I'm really curious because I want to know which tip you're going to try first. So now you can let me know by rating or reviewing the show. Alternatively, tag us on social at Best Self Co. And until next time, get to writing.